Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Chef Can't Cook. I'm your host, Manny Pompey. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about Black Chef. At least some awesome and incredible men and women of African-American descent who's doing changing culinary industry with their food and with their knowledges. Since also it's Black History Month, I figure let's honor them. So, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And we are back on this episode of honoring Black Chef for, especially for Black History Month. Let let's highlight some chefs that are from present and past, and that's making big impact on the culinary, you know, fields. My first chef I want to highlight is Chef Nari, Naisha Arrington. Nisha Harrington, I don't know if you know her, she was on Top Chef. She's, uh, her background is Korean and African-American descent. And she's based out of Los Angeles, California. You might have seen her on um, Next Level Chef with Gordon Ramsay and Richard Bayless. Bla- and Richard Blaze, that's his name. You know, and she's doing a lot of amazing things in the culinary world, you know? And there was an article reading about her on the Los Angeles time that she said that she was defining herself and she was telling others that I came up in a fine dining, fine dining because 17 years old, her wanted to know the tradition in and out and up and down. And she went down that path of France and Nouvelle Cuisine, which she loved, but every single kitchen she ever worked at and coming up, and she never saw a black woman. She said she had to see for herself as a European, as European male, and assimilated a lot of those values into her cooking in her life. But now, she value connection in finding the common denominator in food because it is something that can transcend its race and ethnic gender. You know, she's, like I said, very famous and very well known. And she was also consistent. So this is Chef Narrington, Chef Naisha Arrington. My second chef I want to highlight, you know, uh, for this Black History Month, chef episode is Mashama, Mashama Bailey. I don't know if you watched the, there was a chef table episode on Netflix and she was featuring on it. She owned a rest, couple, two restaurants, one of them called the Gray in Savannah, Georgia and the Gray Market in Savannah, Georgia. Basically, both of the restaurants uh, in Georgia. You know, she also, um, uh, a New Yorker, you know, she grew up in somewhere in Brooklyn and she worked all over the place, you know, but one of my favorite thing I want to highlight about Miss Mashala, Mashama Bailey, I should say, excuse me, she said she used to think that the skills that the mother and grandmother 
had had were small and insignificant because the world thought me that black food was small and insignificant. But now she realized that what she contribute to food in America is vast. Right now that all she want to cook and she want to, I want to cook is on level that resonate with her beyond what it is good. And my third chef that I want to highlight is this chef is in Miami, but he owns multiple restaurants in Miami and New York. His name is Timon Balu. He's the, he's the chef at Sugarcane in Miami, Brooklyn, Las Vegas. You know, he is one of those guys that, I don't know if you've ever been to his restaurant, he's doing a lot of very flair and great stuff and putting food on them, you know, black food on the map. You know, not only fry, not frying chicken, making collard green or mac and cheese and all that stuff, but he's has very elevated palate and especially cooking skills and one thing i read about him that he said that the whole thing about his life and he always thought he was a mutt and he, he said I, he wasn't chinese enough to be chinese black enough to be black everyone in california and thought he was hawaiian or samoan Nobody back then even knew what Trinidad was. We ate mostly Chinese food at home. But once a year went to KFC or Domino's. American food was my ethnic food. And I was fascinated with it. You know, if you ever been to Sugarcane, you could always meet Chef Timon Balu from Sugarcane. My full chef is Preston Clark. Right, he's the executive chef of Lure Fish Bar in New York. And one thing that he said that about representing black food and black chef in the com- in the community is, he said, "I still believe in learning the classical technique and the proper way to cook. I was raised to eat everything. I learned to cook everything. I could Thai, Greek, steak. My parent taught me to." Take what you learn and make it your own. That's what being that's what being a chef is. It's important to me to feel I'm being true to the craft, not just true to my roots. Like I said, Mr. Chef Prescott, Chef Clark, is very well versed in the color field and also is a black man. One of my favorite chefs I had the chance to eat at a restaurant in New Orleans is Nina, Sim- Nina Compton. That's right. She's the chef and owner of Compare Lapin, the Bywater American Bistro. You know, she grew up in St. Lucia and cooking the kitchen around the Caribbean, working in the very white, very masculine with French kitchen. And she used to be the chef at um, Danielle in Manhattan. And she was a ch- uh, competing in Top Chef in 2013. This one quote that she said, The beauty of Top Chef is that they are truly looking for a diverse cast 
of chef because that that make good television. Restaurant kitchen don't really care. Most other places I work at no use for coconut milk or scotch bonnet or curry leaf. They want to know if you know the mother sauces. But who serves a sauce Monet any anymore? When the last time I needed bechamel? I still I learned Italian from the best French from the best in that I gave me the confidence to cook Caribbean at a very high level. That's Miss Nina Compton. Kaya Kai Damon. She's a New York based chef and she's black and she grew up vegetarian in Orlando, Florida, and having to cook for herself, working her way up in the fast food chain, open racism, misogyny, and homophobia in the restaurant kitchen. She said, I wanted to go to culinary school, but I knew I was never going to have that magical fairy tale. I accept the fact that it was going to stuck to suck, and I put my head down and did what I had to do. As the only black woman in every kitchen, always being overlooked, being doubted, being disappointed, it's pushed me to stay true to myself. I'm no longer looking for anything anymore. Well, that's chef Kai Damon. My fifth seventh chef is Chef Jerome Grant. Yeah, you heard him right, Jerome Grant. Is the chef at Sweet Home Cafe in the National Museum of African American History and Culture in Washington, D.C. And he said, My father raised me in the idea that you always have to be better than the person next to you. As a black man, you have to perform three times better than that person. I saw that in the kitchen right away. We were the cook, but we were never the chef. Never the operators. My parents tried to sell me on the military instead of hospitality, but I was never going to be that guy. So my mom said, I want you to learn the trade as a career, not a job. My HF is Max Hardy. That's right. Chef Max Hardy is the chef owner at River Bistro in Coop, Detroit. You know? And one thing that he say is like I came back to see what was going on and so out the weekend of pop up dinner growing up in Detroit, you didn't see chef in restaurant elevate like that. It was motor city, not food city. Now I can't invent a dinner based on the recipe of Hercules. I don't know if you know who it is, but Hercule was a slave for George Washington back in the day. You know, and I can have my restaurant and I can teach kids in the community. There are so many more ways to strive for great for greatness as a chef. And another chef is McKinney Owl. She's a chef at Plum Bistro in Sugar Plum, Seattle. She's a vegan chef. And she said, my biggest problem with prejudice in the prejudice against plant-based food, not as a woman, not as a black woman, but getting to eat your plant, getting you to pay for them. 
fighting staff who want to cook that way, that's a struggle. I can't take on even though there's no roadmap for success for that. My 10th chef is J.J. Johnson. I don't know if you know him, but is quite have a extensive palate for food. Chef Johnson is mentor Alexander Small, an African-American entrepreneur who gave him his first job leading in the kitchen, traveling in Africa, where he realized how much he had it been taught in culinary school. In, the, in culinary school, I should say. And he quote, I hired the best person who comes in the door. I have a majority of women and people of color in my kitchen because they apply here, knowing my kitchen is a safe space. Not because I'm trying to hire people like that. That's not the society I want to live in. The idea is to make sure merit, hard work, and are equal rewarded. And my 11th chef is Eduardo Jordan. And is a chef from Seattle. Is on a restaurant called Salaire June Baby Lucinda in Green Bar. Like he quote, like most chefs, my goal with the first restaurant was to flex my muscle a little bit, make sure I have a footprint in the culinary terrain. Only knew one story, the French story. When now the space came available as an entrepreneur, I knew I had to take it, but I knew I needed to do. A restaurant that was easy for me. Something I could cook with only one eye closed and one arm tied behind my back. And one leg cut off. And that was my grandmother's food. And my third chef is, my uh, 13th chef is Kwame Owachi. I don't know if you seen know anything about Kwame. He's from the Bronx. You know, he said, growing up, in the Bronx selling candy bar on the subway to raise cash to start his first food business. Culinary school, which took him to Mumbai, Hong Kong, in the kitchen of per se feeling like different from other kids because of his African and Caribbean heritage. He said, I grew up poor, but I never knew because I was loved. I grew up cooking right next to my mom in a catering business. We'd get everything ready, then she'd go to the job, and I'd play with the mise en place. It was a big deal that she trusted me with her recipe. Sometimes I will fail at them, but then I will work out, and she'll keep me on the right path. If you don't know about Chef Kwame, is the you just recently opened a restaurant last year at uh, Tatiana, at the Lincoln Center, and... Is a really Afrocentric and Caribbean inspired restaurant with some African flair. So feel free to check it out. You got some amazing food. Another chef I want I liked uh, is Eric William. Eric William is a his great grandmother sat in cooking and her insisted on him connecting with every person who sat at the table. His personal fate and Christian teaching on serving in community. I don't know that I decide that restaurant where the path, but the path become clearer to me. I find the height of my purpose working, my hand collaborating with the farmers serving my community. 
that the farmer needed you to buy his bell pepper in the same as a homeless guy on the street asking for money. Everybody just trying to get their need meat. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. This episode is more like me highlight some of those amazing, like I said again, being the show, uh, to highlight and talk about amazing black chef that are doing things in the community. And as far as the Black History Month episode of the show, since this show is about cooking and anything food related, I wanted to highlight Black Chef. Also, in the community from past to present, because I feel like we don't get a lot of credit. You know, like Michelle, Michelle, Mashama Bailey once said, uh, is a disservice to think that every time she will walk to a restaurant, the only thing that people knew about her was like, because she's a black chef, she can only cook fried chicken. And it's deeper than that. Like I said, at a restaurant, her restaurant, the Grey, she can cook a vast variety of Southern, you know, cooking staple, but also add some very, interesting in creating flair to it and and like I said you just gotta honor the black chef and for black history month this being an is like paying homage to some of the chefs that are african-american that are admired strive to be like and honor them so Thank you for listening to this amazing episode on as we say goodbye to Black History Month. And think you can subscribe to the show anywhere that you listen to get your podcast. Uh Apple, Spotify, anywhere this you listen you get your podcast. So until next time everybody, eat well. Chef Manny out. done all these creative things it's not done until we eat 